You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here in SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Joined as always by Wilson and Shankers. Wilson, Shankers, how are we doing? Fine, thank you. All right, looking forward to the game tonight. We'll be a bit on tender hooks after the draw, but should beat this mob tonight, no problem. Shankers, are you as optimistic? Uh, I just feel as if Scotland play Israel every second game or something like that. They seem to, <laughs> seem to play them a lot just now in, in all the qualification groups. Brilliant. We've got a very special guest. We're absolutely delighted to be joined by a legend of Scottish football, a man who Wilson has modelled his, his management career after, <laughs> the one and only Dick Campbell. Dick, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks for joining me. Good to do something you on a Sunday. It keeps you, <laughs> keeps you for arguing. How are we? How's everything been? How's football been under the new restrictions? I can leave it disappointed today. Um, it's been a, a, a real it's hard to put any words actually what's, what's wrong with the game and that's not the next thing we need fans in it it's very very weird Inverness yesterday it's unique I'll tell you it must be bad for the players as well I would think I definitely as well as that though obviously a, a disappointment result yesterday Inverness are you still optimistic you can stay up? Um. When I look at the statistics of the game, I'm not a statistic boy, you know, at the end of the day. But uh, I don't think both teams, um, what can I say, Inverness scored. Do you know their first attempt on goal? Was in 69 minutes when they scored? No. I read that in the paper this morning, I think. That's, that's, that's a very entertaining game, that one. <laughs> <laughs> We are the same, but we're, we're, you know, last year against, uh, we finished quite lightly. And we finished fourth and, and we got all the honours that were gone. But we, we were very fortunate last year. We, you know, I think well, the defence, I only changed them twice in the whole season. This year, it's always going to be a bad year. It's always going to be a hard year. Second year up. And... It's been just week after week, there's been something wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Injuries, losing Bobby Lynn finally during the week there at 35 year old, Akrisha. It's heartbreaking, it really is. I've lost mm-hmm. uh, a month ago. I'm sitting, I'm sitting against Morton with 21 players, and I'm going up to Inverness yesterday with, with 15. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's something doing like they could. Like, um, you know, I know it's coming, so I, I tend to feel sorry for myself. Just get on with it. We've got World War Three starting next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play all of our growth. Oh, yeah, boy, what a game that is. <laughs> is that the type of game you wish were fans back? It's absolutely, uh, I think it's unbelievable. Maybe. Maybe in my household or my team would criticise Alawa. You know, last year there were three teams uh, with three games to go. Uh, all sitting, anybody could have went down. Alawa won the last three games. Mm-hmm. What they have done as well, which don't take anything away from them, they've remained in that league for four years. And uh, I'm not writing Alawa off by any stretch. I'm only interested in and um, what we do. So we're at home. We've got um, three away from him, three at home. So that'll be a, I'll be a good thing. Brilliant. Wilson, how buzzing are you that Dax on the show? I well, as, as I say, I'm, I've spoken to a couple of his former players this week, um, which I'll enlighten them with later on. I'm sure he'll be happy to hear them. They did send their best wishes as well as telling me a few tales, I'll be honest. Um, but I was I was just going to say while he was talking there, I'm looking at the league table at the moment, and obviously he's seen that 
Morton and Ayr have obviously reacted with the perilous position that they were in by yeah, getting new managers in. Um, as I said, did, did you think that adds the pressure on you, or are you still quite you know focused on the job in hand? You try to insinuate that we should change the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, they're just two diddy but teams, yeah. Aaron Morton. They're diddy teams, a big team that are both only going to change managers. Well, I'll tell you the story. It's been well documented. The um, ah, My brother and I uh, have our own businesses. We're, we're, uh, we're very fortunate in our lives that we're no dictated to by any chairman. Nobody, no individual will ever ever dictate to, to me where where I'm going. Right? I respect my chairman. He's a good lad. That's why I'm there. If he wasn't a good lad, I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't a minute, lose a minute of sleep if he wasn't a good lad. But when you the chairman says to me a couple of weeks back, he says, "Dad, you need to sign this contract." I say, sign a contract? I'm 67 years old. What do you want? What do you want, mate? He says, ah, it's employment law now. says the association needs to have the, the manager and the assistant manager in a contract. I says, oh, is that right? I've never ever signed it. He says, to be honest with you, and he's winking away at me. He says, eh, I've added another couple of years to it. I says, what, to the contract? Why does he do that? He says, because if we go doing... We need you to bring us back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're always going to get a response. David, I know very well at air. Um, he's a good lad, David um, Hopkin. And then you go to Morton. Jesus. Um, they're, they're, what a place to go here in your living there. Try and beat Morton at Capolo. Jesus. It's the hardest uh, place to ever go. But there was always going to be a, a response to um, a new manager gone in. But do you know this? I, I, I think it's uh, sometimes it's an insult to the managers. Why, why do you, I mean, last year, 26 managers got sacked to 42. Mm-hmm. 26. I'm in recruitment and we interview people every day according to the job description. But there were 26 managers got sacked last year. I've never seen 26 chairmen getting sacked, right? <laughs> I've never seen that. Always. But what I also said to them was that, why, you know, and they always leave it to this time of year because they think we're all daft. If you have a bad end to the season, you'll no, send, you'll no sell season tickets. And at the end of the day, <laughs> they've not got any problem this year because they may be watching. <laughs> they may be watching the games that... Um, Morton and Air United, um, they seem to be the two that, that are, and, and Aloha and ourselves uh, are, all, are all fighting. I would think that um, each club, they're full-time clubs, and I feel for the full-time clubs, but um, it would be the biggest achievement I have done in my career, and I suppose we've done a lot uh, as keep them up this year. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to a, a subject that's kind of been a talking point over the weekend, the situation at Tynecastle. Shankers, what's your kind of thoughts for that as well? We spoke about it on Thursday night and we've done the watch along the, we're going to hang another bad result for them yesterday with a 3-2 defeat at home to Queen of the South. Are you surprised there's kind of pressure mounting Robin Nielsen? I'm not surprised because when you're at a club with hearts and I think that, as everybody knows, uh, they're a club that should be in the, the SPL. So I think when they start Get a few defeats, especially the one during the week. That, that, that puts pressure on a manager, but a club of hearts. There was always going to be bumps in the road. They weren't going to be perfect throughout the throughout the whole season, so there was always going to be bumps in the road. But I think the main thing is if, if they get back up to the SPFL, uh, the top league, and then it can be judged next season. I think that was probably the main aim throughout the, throughout the year, just to get hearts back into the top league. Yeah, definitely. Wilson, what's your thoughts on the situation? I uh, no much different for Shankers to be honest. Um, although uh, again, Shankers and Dick will be tell us from experience. I just always think, see when you have 
a squad of good players. Now, no disrespect to any other team in the championship, but I would, looking at it on paper, Hearts have the best squad, the best players. So even if there was that kind of possible slight issue um, between the manager and the players or the manager on the board or the fans and the manager, I would expect good players still to be coming out. And as I say, no disrespect to Queen of the South and Alan Johnson, but I would expect Hearts still to be more than capable of, especially when they could have, I think they could have won the league yesterday um, or in terms of, uh, of winning the game. But I, I do find it strange. And then, you know, you always, as Dick will say, you expect a response. When you lose a game, you always expect a response the following week. Um, and just, I don't think there was that there yesterday. I listened to the first kind of half an hour um, with, on the BBC radio and they were absolutely seemingly getting turned over. Um, come the, the radio, so there, there maybe is one or two issues, but I agree. I mean, I'm quite sure Robbie Nielsen's remit at the start was get promoted. You know, I've, I, that's it. You know, get get promoted, even if it was possibly via the playoffs. I think whoever was in the Hearts hot hot seat would be get promoted, and they'll do that. Although they kind of highlighted again on the radio yesterday that I think the expectation, you know, because Hearts are a big team. Hearts will be the fourth or fifth biggest pairs I would imagine in Scotland. Um, I think the expectation is to get promoted next year and be top six comfortably next year, which I don't know. I don't know if I see that, to be honest, um, because it's it's always hard your first season back in. Um, but it's it's definitely strange when you're 13 points clear and they're calling for the manager's head. Um, I find that quite surprising, to be honest. Dick, see when you use obviously got a decent result against Hearts a couple of weeks ago, was it now? No, you drew last time a couple of weeks ago. Well. I think game the game's changing an awful lot. Uh, and in this pandemic year, um, it's beyond uh, uh, even thinking about uh, Robert losing his job. Good friend of mine, Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a, seriously. I'm not even trying to defend the result. It is the worst result in their history. But you'd hate to go to brother on a Tuesday night in vile conditions. Mm-hmm. And that happens. But the thing that would concern everybody else is there's, I mean, Hearts have taken so much points of, what, well, say, seven or eight points out of 15. And what annoys me is they still find themselves 15, 16 points clear. Mm-hmm. There's no need to even challenging Hearts. Um, so maybe, you know the most difficult thing to do in football is ask your players to go and play. And this is what you've got to admire uh, Rangers and Celtic for in Scotland. Um, week in, week out, to go and pass the pain barrier when you're 16 points clear. I'm telling you now, there's nobody got a magic wand. And that result... Is it worth losing your job? I don't think so, particularly if you're going to take them up in the league. And you would expect in a response to it yesterday, and it didn't happen. Are you trying to tell me that you would sack the manager? I think uh, Robbie will be searching for, for reasons for that. But uh, surely he's going to be commended if they won the championship. He's left a top-grade club who's just got promotion with to go to Hearts. Hearts have not got a divine right. Hearts have not got a divine right. I'm not in any shape or form trying to defend Robbie. I just think that to lose a manager's job, see now it gets on my nerves. Sack the manager, sack the manager, sack the manager. It just doesn't go down well with me at all. Definitely. As well as that, though, we'll touch a bit on your early career. We'll touch on your, obviously, you had a decent playing career, then you got a, your job at Cowden Beef, but it was Dunfermline when you kind of made your mark. What was it like when you went in with Bert Payton, first of all? What was it like, what? When it was alive when you went in with Bert Payton, first of all, when you went to Dunfermline? Oh, God's sake, you got another five years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. By the way, can I tell you something? I started at Dundee United, son. Aye. Right? And then I, I left and United of my own accord, went to Cowbeat, and then I went to Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Brecon. And they bought me. By the way, £7,000 a lot of money. <laughs> Don't you think that makes me a bad player? Right? <laughs> uh, 
and I played. I love it when people look at Wikipedia. I know there is it. They say Beck played all his football in the lower echelons of Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to tell you that you remember. Um, <laughs> however, Bert Payton. Oh, yeah, boy. Um, what can I say to you? I was nine years at Dunfermline. I was the seven year or eight year Bert's assistant. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did at Dunfermline, Scott? I learned my trade. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I can't believe chairman take players in a dressing room and make them a miser. I can't mm-hmm. believe that. But he was brilliant with me. Bertie used to say, why should I take the training? Dick's better at it than me. And I used to come back and say, aye. So he is. So I am. I could probably take a session pretty comfortably. But see, Bert Payton was always on my shoulder. He would he learned he learned me a lot. He would say, back off, Dick. Watch Craig Roberts in the day, Dick. Watch Norrie McCarthy, Dick. Watch Neil Cooper. He's no light at the day. Back off, Dick. Steady, Dick. And you know me, I, I come from a background where I had the jacket off and I'm ready to hit somebody. <laughs> and uh, I learned, he says to me, Dick, you're always looking for confrontation on the training field. Stop it. Confrontation will come to you naturally. And bearing in mind that Bert comes to a family 17, his my, you know, his mum and dad like the blackout. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And I learned so much after him. He was absolutely magnificent at halftime. What people forget is outside the game, they don't know what happens in a dressing room at mm-hmm. halftime. You've got 15 minutes to identify your weaknesses and your strengths and the opposition's weaknesses and their strengths. Bertie Payton could cut you in two with a comment. He was magnificent at seeing all that. So we had the balance right and he did teach me to, to back off. I've become kind of mellow as the years went on. But some of the stuff Bertie used to come out with, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was, it was magnificent. I remember playing, we remember playing the... Uh, uh, Derek McInnes tells a story. He was on the bench for Rangers and we playing Dunfermline. And it was me and Bert the dugout, right? <laughs> and uh, we were real left back. I can't mind what his name is. Anyway, Brian Loudrop was been working out a wee plan on the Thursday and Friday before we played them. And we were talking about we Eddie Cunningham getting getting close to Loudrop. Then he dive in, just swam the outside and Whatever he did, well, see the first half, honestly, Loudrop had him tied in a reef knot. Honestly, <laughs> Eddie didn't know what to do, right? And he says to him at half time, he says, I'm going to tell you something, son. If you dive into him again, he says, you're coming off, right? This is Derek McInnes telling me the story. He says, so you know how you come down the steps at East End Park? Yeah. And you were, Douglas were right close. Well, this Brian Loudrop will not get the ball to his feet and we Eddie gets tight to him and he dives in and Loudrop sticks the ball through his legs. Right? You know, a bear of Peyton shouts to him. He had to land it five yards away from there. He looked at Eddie and he says, Eddie, then he look at Scott Sport the night, son. That was just an hour away. He's telling me, well, you're not playing next week. I loved him. I just, um, he would cut you in two, but uh, you know, don't forget, he was 13 years um, as a player at Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went, he, he walked out of Dunfermline on crutches. It wasn't until about three years ago that he lost his record. He scored 12 goals in Europe. Fascinating player, a fascinating guy. Um, and then, of course, he come back as manager. And, uh, and that was it. I didn't want him to go. I did not want him to, to pack in, but he just had enough, you know. And, and he kind of groomed me to be the miser, but that all got put into touch when, when the new chairman and all that came in. And then obviously you're going to, you're going to break it in part like So, like, is there kind of memories there? Like, what was your kind of favourite memories when you went to the clubs? Party Thistle it was a great time for me. I had, uh, what was it, three seasons there? And I had, I had, uh, Great club. But Patrick Tissell are still in that position. Half of them are Celtic, half of them are Rangers, you know. Um, 
everybody's friendly club, and they are a friendly club. Uh, but they've been up and down like the proverbial viewers' knickers, haven't they? They're up and down there, and um, I loved every minute of Syria. You know, I, I, I never stayed at night. I had, a, I had accommodation where I could have stayed, but uh, I didn't. Uh, Jimmy Bone went with me. People don't know this, but I was Jimmy Bone's best man. And Jimmy's the legend through there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a great time through there. See that day that we won promotion up at Peter Heath? I'm telling you something. It could be one of the greatest days I've ever had in my life. <laughs> there must have been 4,000 fans up there. I'll tell you something, it was the biggest carry we've ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> we went into Tesco, you need that 16, 16 baskets. Oh, I was fleecing it. My brother picked me up at Dundee and the way here, I was mortal. <laughs> it was brilliant. But um, Barry Tissel, a um, lot of friends through there. Um, but I'm afraid they're, they're a big, big club, but I just kind of put my finger on why why they haven't maintained that that Premier League status. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but I love them. Good friends. And then, obviously, you, you go into Ross County, and this is the one I kind of was interested in, but you were only there for a short period of time. What exactly happened when you went to Ross County? <laughs> yeah. That's a great story, that one, isn't it? Um, I had... Uh, I went up to the interview... And the big Colin Henry and Ian McCall were sitting out in the vestibule waiting to get interviewed. And uh, Roy McGregor and George Adams was there. Uh, I'd never worked with a, with a football director before, a director of football. And I'd spoken to a lot of different people and they had advised me to find out what the role was. Um, Without being silly and, and putting anybody in trouble, um, it didn't work. You know, I think we won nine games out of nine. Uh, and we were top of the league. And Roy, on the Saturday, we played with the Rovers. We beat them 2-0 at Kirkcaldy. And uh, before I had the cancer, I was a big smoker from Scott. I used to have a fag. And... Uh, we're standing in the park after the game and Roy said to me, well done, Mr. Manager. I think you forgot my name. Right? <laughs> and uh, George says, Aye, the result was better than the performance, son. And I said, uh, well, there you are, George, giving opinions again when they're no asked. My dad always said to me, opinions are only worth listening to if they're offered rather than given. So I said, there you are again, George, giving opinions. Um, I said to him, we was well getting this sorted out. Um, can we, you know, sort this out? You know, who's in charge of this and who's in charge of that? We sort it out then enough. They sacked me the next morning. <laughs> and that was the way, but I always remember Walter. You know, Walter was a great friend of mine. And uh, Walter was doing a, a chat at the um, sports writer's dinner. And Lottie stands up and says, uh, and in the paper in the morning, Roy McGregor had said he'd sacked me because he didn't like uh, the lack of attacking football, right? <laughs> and so we're getting rid of him. Uh, his football's no, no, no good enough. And Walter Smith, he's the man with the Rangers at the time, gone through a bad spell. He turned in and he said, uh, well, I see one of my best pals, Dick Campbell, got sacked for no playing attractive football. He said, I hope the fuck that doesn't catch on. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I don't, I don't uh, hold any, any glitches. It's, it's just, it's just the way it is. It was in Dunfermline. Uh, I was top of the league at Dunfermline. I point out it's in Mim when the side thing. I was top of the league at Ross County. Mm-hmm. At Partick Thistle, I'd got them back up. Um, I've taken three Angus clubs up two leagues. Um, cowed and beef and I was only there five minutes to be honest <laughs> um, I would say to you Brian Clough was at Leeds longer than I was at cowed and beef right? <laughs> uh, 
but they were my home. So I'm really, I, I can't afford to, to fall out with people. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that type of guy. It's just, it's just the way people are. Um, but any job I've done, I've tried to give, give my whole lot to it. Definitely. Obviously, as well, you've had some Scottish Cup experiences and Shankers is familiar with one as well when you went to Auchinleck. Shankers, <laughs> what's your memories are are both coming to Auchinleck a couple of years ago? I think we maybe be disappointed uh, giving away a late penalty and not to get through, but uh, class kind of told to went away up to Broth during the week uh, on the Wednesday night and we're just too strong, too good for us on that day. I think a home tie for us is, is a cup final against one of the big teams we showed it before against against the in a one-off game, but over two legs, uh, the stronger team's always going to come out on top. Dak, where was your memories of going to Auckland left a couple <coughs> years ago? What's it like when you go to Aiken? Like we were lucky. We were lucky in the first game. Um, but I tell a story. When I look back, and I thought it was a penalty, I've got to say to you, but um, we were lucky. Auckland Lake was, was one of the most uh, exciting. I, I tell a great afternoon story with that. I went over to Ireland um, what, 10 years ago with Bobby Murdo and Jimmy Nicholl to do a dinner in Belfast. And we got there on the Saturday morning. The dinner wasn't until Saturday night. So Jimmy Nicholl showed me all around where he was brought up. And, and of course, it was just 10 years after the Troubles. And, and honestly, if you went around there, to every street, at the end of every street, there's a memorial of somebody who was killed in Catholic or Protestant, and it was very moving. And I thought it was the same when I went to Ockley. I'm not kidding. So you know, when I went to Ockley with the team bus, and we went around the. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Everybody, everybody supported Ockley. I thought, well, well done, son. And and then I went around and I went into the club. Don't know if you know that, but I went into the Elkin Lake Club after it and I got a standing ovation for them because I stood up and told them, I said, we're very fortunate, you know, uh, uh, to be in the Scottish Cup and it was never, ever, ever. If you see the if you see uh, the people that Elkin Lake have beat, <laughs> honestly, they beat better teams than us. I think they'd beat Air United the week but the year before. And uh, I've never seen anything like it in my life and I'll never forget it. And it's funny, I, I talked to Chris Dillon about it quite a lot. And uh, he, he absolutely loved it. And what's the other place? Dugan or something, is it? I was speaking at Adam. What's the wee Drongen. village? Drongan. Aye, Drongan. Oh, Drongan. Honestly, by the way, you think, oh, you think walking in life? Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Uh, I, had a, I had a great night of the year. Too. I, I seem to go doing well in that part of the woods. Mining background, you see. Um, but Auchinleck were, were a bit. I thought we we were far too strong in the second half. And this uh, Wednesday night, maybe the conditions favoured us a bit. Aye, definitely. But Wilson, it's time to bring you in for your quick fire questions. But you've got a couple of stories for some old partners of that. No, well, I, I was going to I was going to incorporate. Um, right, okay. I was going to incorporate one in one of the questions, but um, a, a, a good friend of mine that you had at Partick Thistle. I, when I phoned him and said you were coming on, he says, please, can you ask him if he still does the Friday Rumble? Yeah, they were full-time days, you know. We used to get the gun. I've always, you know the crack boys, I've always had, for some reason, a fabulous dressing room. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not, everybody thinks I'm a big, I'm not really, I'm a big pussy. <laughs> But I like uh, I like having a great spirit about us. Now you need to tell me who you were talking. I'll tell you what. I'll give I'll give you a couple of clues and see if you can guess who I was talking to. Right? He said he kept you and Jimmy Bone in a job for three seasons. It wasn't it Mark Roberts? Is it? Yeah, well, it's well done. <laughs> You're kidding me, on by the way. I kept his. Good. I extended his career by a week. He told a story, and that was exactly what he said you would say. 
because I think I think it might have been Jimmy Bone that says to him during the game, any 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 man of your shite or whatever you're coming off, whatever it was, and his retort was, I tell you what, I'll just go and score, score a couple of goals and I'll keep you two clowns in a job. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, in that. <laughs> you're coming out, get warmed up, Mark. You're coming out. <laughs> but I'll tell you about Matt Roberts. Matt Roberts was um, uh, didn't he have the, the pace required to play at top level, but had everything else. And he did a great job. He was a very big favourite at Party Crystal. A great guy and a great player for us. Uh, I love his big, stupid smile, you know. <laughs> the lights were on, but they're maybe in when you were talking. <laughs> That that was that was the next clue. He said, he said "Tell him his teeth are much bigger than mine." <laughs> oh, but have you seen mine now? All my teeth are all sorted. Sixteen thousand pounds worth. <laughs> Honestly, the dentist had a look at Mark and says, "I couldn't tackle that thing. I couldn't tackle that job." My wife says to me, "I could have bought. She could have bought a new kitchen rather than buy that." <laughs> but I did. I got all my teeth and that all fixed. I'm a big handsome bastard now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I saw and then as I say I'll, I'll incorporate the other, the other fella that I spoke to through the week and the, and the quick fire questions so obviously some of the questions we want we want big names Dick. we don't want you know some guys with no hair but we want big names because you're, you're, a, you're a celebrity not only in football but down at Inverclyde as well I've heard <laughs> no 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 I've got a gun for Davy Crockett. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> 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 ah, I was year I was down there, nine. 23 years I was on that staff. Right. So we've got a couple of questions based Probably on the big names. I put Shearer through his badges. So you didn't get any bigger than that. Ooh. Yeah. We're take a wee note of that. There we go. I've got a wee look. <laughs> Right, so we'll start off kind of easy and then we'll, we'll ask you some questions about your career, if that's okay, if you remember. <laughs> right, so dead simple one to start. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. For Friday or Arbroath Smokies? Smokey. Darren Dodds or Billy Dodds? Darren Dodds. Oh, he did say you, Darren. That's the <laughs> I thought he would say Billy, but he said you. <laughs> I, I had Billy Dodds at Party Crystal, but unfortunately, Billy was at the end of his career. Darren Dodds was a, he won a championship with me. He had to go in. Right. Who's the best player at our broth? Choice between Tam O'Brien or Colin Hamilton. Who's the worst? <laughs> Who's your worst player? Bobby Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Who'll be the next Celtic manager? Oh, yeah, boy, they'll go for some exotic foreign guy. Uh, for me, who would be my Celtic manager? Oh, God. No, who oh, do you John think Kennedy's been there for years and years and years. If he gets overlooked, um, that tells you there's been a problem, you know, if he gets overlooked. But who do you think will be the next Celtic manager? And who and who would you pick? That's a hard one. because uh, I'm not really I couldn't care less who is Celtic or Rangers manager. <laughs> uh, I'm not a clue. Uh, who would I pick as the next Celtic manager? I've just finished Roy Keane's book, and he's an interesting guy, isn't he? So, oh, I, I read both his books. Really good. Right, we'll move on. Oh, then. Right, here's the next big one. Who do you think will get relegated from the Premier League? Well, Brian Rice is another good friend of mine as well. I signed Ricey. That shows you how old I am. <laughs> I signed Ricey for Dunfermline. Well, um, Brian is a good, good player. Ah, he was a great player. He was a great player. Yeah, I wouldn't tell him that right enough. But, <laughs> uh, well, I spoke to Yogi yesterday up in Bermess and um, he's got that influence on them. Um, Tommy Wright's got, I haven't, honestly, uh, uh, I'm just going to sit on the fence on that one, son. I couldn't tell you who would, 
who would go down, but by Christ, it'll go to the wire, you know. Who's the worst referee you've ever been involved with? <laughs> you got a new one? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the boy's name yesterday, was, but he wasn't that clever. Oh. <laughs> um, the worst referee. Um, well, I've had them all. Kenny Hope, Doogie Hope, Willie. Willie John Robotham, oh, yeah. Dallas. Who's the worst referee? Oh. Doctor, what's his name? Henry. He, he refereed your, your uh, playoff game with Aberdeen. Um, I wouldn't like to nail anybody right to the wall, but <laughs> then he asked me who the best one was because I've never seen one. Oh, I would <laughs> And the thing is, you got. I, I'm a Kilmarnock supporter, Dick, and there's a, a lot of Kilmarnock fans are very envious of you because you you ran onto the Somerset pitch and not been arrested, whereas a lot of my mates have ran onto it and been huckled. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, see, you see, you go back to that early night again. I'm, I'm not kidding. But people people were talking about how far I walked on the pitch than the decision that the referee let away. <laughs> Did you see? I mean, my, my player has been assaulted right in front of him. Brewing up in the air and dropped down. And he says, play on. And the winners go Rangers. I couldn't believe that. And it, do you know this? I didn't realise how far I was on the pitch. The Lacino in the deli at night. <laughs> I was killed. And I tell a great story about that, right? So, honestly, when you go through that SFA, Kind of thing, it's like sitting in front of a court, you know, you've not done anything wrong, you're a football manager for Christ's sake, right? So, the other legislation comes through, you were, you were 50 yards, uh, you were 25 yards uh, away from the incident, or 50, and I turned, and they asked me if I've got anything to say in my defense. So, you've got Lord such and such through there. So, I turned in and I says, I gave them double barrels, didn't I? I says, Why are you going to shoot here? I'm guilty. I've walked onto the pitch. I'm trying to defend the decision uh, for my team. And I'm sorry, I didn't realise how far I was on the pitch. But can I say to you, your referee says I was 50 yards there. I says, if that's 50 yards, he can measure my carpets any day. <laughs> <laughs> and all you seen was I'm sitting there with our shooters. And I got away with it, but I'm, I'm still sitting on that. I'm still sitting on five games suspension if ever I go into a game. But the, the, the sad thing, the sad when I played, um, I used to just say to them, I captained every team I played. Uh, but I would, I would, I would often say to the referee, "Go and boot me the new, it'll save me a bit of time during the game, right?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you see the, the referees now, God, I mean, there's Arbroath breaking, Dunfermline. You're a metre away. You're a metre away for the pitch. And, and, and the linesman comes up and down tells you to sit down. And see, you've got a young linesman who talks to you like a bit of shit. I'm right into him. I'm, I'm right into him. So who the fuck are you talking to, son? That sort of stuff. Um, but um, I've got to say to you, my twin brother Ian is a qualified referee and he's a PE teacher, right? So he wouldn't be replaced being a referee. Right, that's all I'm saying to you. Um, and I and I try now. I, I suppose now, to, I don't know if everybody's noticed something, but I don't stand in the dugout till the last twenty minutes now, because I would get done. So I sat up the stand. I mean, at, at our growth, it's, um you can throw a piece onto the pitch. You know. Right, good, good one. Right. So you mentioned there your time at the SFA. Who's the best coach you've seen? That work at Inverclyde or in your coaching badges? Oh, shit, bandit. Archie Knox would do the best. Who's the worst? <laughs> Who's the worst? Well, Craig Brownie, can you put six eggs in a box? <laughs> 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 I don't know. I, what you've also got to say is, um, they don't make you a coach going down there. It's, if you talk about Inverclyde and Largs and all the rest of it, see all these uh, people that moan about it. Um, if it's good enough for 
Chalkstein and Alec Ferguson is good enough for us. They didn't make you a coach. I've got a great track record for passing people. Why would I know? I don't, because that pass you doesn't make you a coach. Uh, I'm, honestly, I'm better coach now than I've ever been in my life. And I've been doing it now 50 years. So, but Archie Knox, can I tell you something? What you need to have is a natural enthusiasm. And Archie Knox had that in abundance. So did Craig Viner, but Knox, Knox came up to stay with me at Ross County. And he stayed with me for a week. And uh, he took every train session at Ross County and he took the kids out every afternoon. And he used to get me up at seven o'clock and say to me, come on, Dick, get up. I says, it's only seven o'clock. He says, come on, down to Tesco's, we'll get the full Monty. They're all friends of mine. I keep up with them. Obviously, Walters very well at the moment. And, and I continually get an update on how his, his, and how his health is. It's so, it's so funny you say that, because I've told the boys on here before, I've done some of my badges down at Inverclyde and I've been doing as a runner a few times, a long time ago now, right enough. Did and you run for me? <laughs> don't think it was, it was, uh, what, it was Tony Gervais was the, the guy. Aye, Tony, aye. Jim Fleeton. Anyway, so one year uh, we've been asked to go to the science parts in Glasgow, right? Aye. So we, That's where Queen of South trained when I was at party. Uh, well, we all get splintered. Hey, long story short... And it, taking my group, I, I was a runner, so it was Archie Knox and Walter Smith were taking the group. Right. And R Richard Goff was doing his session, right? Now, yeah, Richard. for somebody that's got no clue about these kind of things, you know, you're watching these guys and thinking, that's, that was unbelievable, that was brilliant, that session, that was really good. So just so happens, going over, you know, getting a wee drink in that, and Walter Smith's going through, right, Goffy, what about the size of your pitch? What about that boy at right back? He went through so much tactical analysis. Aye. Just for about 30 seconds a minute. And he turned into Archie Knox and Archie, what do you, what do you think? And Archie Knox went, Goffy, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the day, man. Slaughtered him. At the end of the day, man, Goffy went with Archie to Livingston. No, when right. I was at Patrick Tisco. And Goffy used to train at Patrick Tisco when I was there. And he used to call me Gaffer, and I used to fair chuff myself. But Goffey, he was a, he was a freak, wasn't he, in terms of fitness? Oh, he, he, even when he got to training at Party Pistol, fuck me, it caused an argument in an empty house because <laughs> he wanted to play and he had a natural enthusiasm. Uh, big Goffey. Uh, I remember going out with him one night and his hairdresser came to the pub to do his fucking hair. Didn't he take him long to do mine? <laughs> Oh dear. Right. What about who's the best player currently in the championship? The best player in the championship? No, no. We are bandit. God almighty. Oh, the best player. Jeez. Um, I actually like Naismith, you know. I think Naismith's a great, great lad in a and a great player, and has been a great player. Um, so he would get my vote. Right. <clears throat> Can you name a current player that you think will make a top manager from what you see of him, whether it be at the coaching side of things or the way he plays or the way he conducts himself? Chris Dillon. No, we don't do At my club. He's, got, he's already got... He's very active now and... Um, he has his uh, coaching school. Yeah. But you talk to him, as you know, you can tell right away when you talk to people. Yeah, I got a lot of my coaches phone me regular for a chat. No advice, just for a chat. Because don't, see when, see, when, see when somebody talks to you about football, you can't really be me. You've, you know, you've got to be yourself. And and um, Dylan, when I talk to him, he asks the right questions. And I think he, he's as good as any going about, but, um, mm -hmm. He's not the type of boy he's going to put in for a job or anything, but I would keep an eye on that one because he looks as if he's got the natural enthusiasm and he's got a great track record and he's got a, he's a nice guy. The days he had fingers up the nose and you'll never play for me again. The days are all finished. Mm -hmm. I had all that. I've had players with a throat, you know. 
but um, they days are all finished, I'm afraid. Right, Nadine Coyle or Owen Coyle? I'll lobby Owen Coyle. <laughs> I'm the only club he never fucking scored for. They're getting <laughs> 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 Coyle, I bought him. I bought him to um, Motherwell. Well, I had him 50,000, put them firmly, and he didn't score for me. I'll go with Nadine. <laughs> Who's the most famous person in your mobile phone? Probably Watchman. That's a good one, lads. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a... Right, so I'm going to ask you a wee, bit, a wee quiz questions on your career. All right. right. How many goals did you score for Cowden Beef between 14. And... 14. It says 11 on Wikipedia. I don't know if we're getting that hat trick for That's a fucking joke. <laughs> How many Manager of the Year titles have you won? Three. Correct. How many leagues have you won as a manager? Five, is it? Says three. Oh, get yourself to fuck. Who's here, Alfie? Arco, tell us that. Uh, mind you, in saying that, a promotion's a promotion, whether it's through the playoffs or not. Right. Don't get a medal for a promotion, but. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what club was your highest win rate as a manager? Was it Brecon? You mentioned it earlier. Patrick? Nine wins out of nine, Ross County. Oh, of course it was. I would be. What team did you support as a kid? Cowdenby. Name a team that you hate. Or dislike, say dislike, will we? Yeah, a team that I hate. <laughs> Just one. Just one, I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate Trevor and the Sunra. I may want Right, who's the funniest manager and player you've came across in terms of pattern and a good laugh? The funniest player I've ever seen is Les Barr. Uh, he used to play with Montrose. He's too old for you. Same age as me. <laughs> he was the funniest uh, player. He was just a fucking hilarious guy. And I've met a few of them, by the way. There's a few funny guys. Neil Cooper, God bless them. But uh, Tati, honestly, the fucking funniest boy you ever met in your life. Uh, and what else? What team was that? No, the funniest manager. So if you're an opposite dugout, who's the funniest manager? Ty Cooper. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Early years, no currently. Uh, either or, either or, previous or not. Well, Ty Cooper was the funniest manager. Um, but in terms of uh, getting a bit of laughing and the rest of it, fuck's sake. Um, I, I, I don't think, if you ask the other people my, uh, who's the funniest, they'd all say me. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see any any fucking managers laughing nowadays. You know? Right, that's that's the last question I've got for you, right? So after Steve Clark wins the World Cup and he retires, you get to pick the next Scotland manager. Who would you pick? Steve Clark's assistant. That will join who would I pick to be the next Scotland manager? So uh, you've seen all these guys at Inverclyde, you've seen a lot of these young managers coming through against, etc. in the last few years, or, or it could be somebody senior. Because I, I said I said before uh, Steve Clark got the gig, I wanted Walter Smith back. I didn't realise he'd health problems, etc. But that's what I wanted back. I thought that perfectly suited him. But he'd already been yeah. there. Yeah, so would I. I would take Walter back in a minute. Yeah. Um, because he's... A lot of people don't know. Walter and I lived together in Dundee when I played at Dundee United back in the 70s. And we've been close friends ever since. But um, um, I thought he should have stayed. I thought when he was manager of Scotland, Scotland should have kept him. But uh, they never tried to keep him. That annoys me. Uh, 
we, see, we, 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 we don't know that. You know, we just, again, the, the, the kind of remit of the papers was, oh, it was only Rangers that could have dragged them away from Scotland, whereas, you know... Oh, can I tell you something? They've got Italy and France in the same section. And halfway during his contract, right? Halfway during his contract, um, they could have renewed his contract then. Because I remember looking at the article in the paper, Gordon Smith was the guy in charge at SFA. Uh, we will look at we'll look at, at Walter Smith's new contract when it's all finished. And they couldn't they should have done it there and then. And mm-hmm. Walter's a loyal guy. But he was always going to go back to Rangers, as you know. It's um, I genuinely thought that three could have managed Scotland for 10, 15 years. Oh, I so do I. No, honestly, yeah, I, thought, I thought that, that was yeah. a dream team. If you've ever seen a dream team, that was it. I so did I. Because Tommy, God bless him, Tommy Tommy was just a great guy as well as a... He sung, he sung uh, Mark the Knife at my 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing, Tommy was magnificent. Tommy Burns was a fabulous guy. So was Alistair. But good guys. Mm-hmm. Alistair McCoy would be your funny manager. He was... Alistair went through and spoke to you the, after the game beat. Yeah, I'll never forget that. It takes a lot of balls to do that. It takes a lot of guts to go. I do that. I, win, lose, or draw. I go and speak to hospitality. I go before the game and after the game. What is all that about? Managers want to sit in there. That's a sad reflection on football management now. Nobody comes in to see you for a drink or nothing after the game. It was brilliant. We used to go to Park Eden. Go to uh, Lattie's office and she come out there about seven o'clock, half past. You can't do any. That's probably why it often went. Uh, everybody had spoke so highly about you. Could see the year before when we played air. Obviously, we, when we beat air, and I understand Ian McCall was probably disappointed and all that, but the air just get changed. They went away in the bus of that, and there was food and stuff on. So that's probably why. Why everybody can give you a standard ovation and, and respect to you for that because you come no, in. No, I didn't. I, I think it's listen. What can you do at twenty-five? What can you do? It's 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 finished. Mm-hmm. I have a, an unwritten rule that um, I pick up. I don't speak to my chairman or my directors after the game every week because I think chairman and directors are supporters like me. Mm-hmm. I don't speak to them. I'll wait till a Sunday morning when my wife will go to the church and I'll phone my chairman and I'll talk to him about it. But they all can like people. They could, honestly, I took all my players and everything in. They had put food on, pizza and all the rest of it. And, and they all got a pint and all the rest of it. It was fantastic. Um, I loved it. And I've done that for years and years and years. Uh, tried to, Morton's the same. You go down there, they look after you. They all look after you. I'm, I'm attending to you to drink large gin and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to do that now. You want a Scotland manager, are you? Who's, who's, Who you want? A Scotland manager. When Steve Clark Craig went to Craig Boone was the most successful Scottish manager ever. He's my man. Eh? They'll be 120 years old by the time the World Cup's over. Oh, you want a young boy? We want uh, somebody to replace Steve Clark. Yeah, get this Stuart Peary in Montrose. He's doing great. I <laughs> <laughs> signed Stuart. Go on yourself, Stuart. <laughs> Brilliant. We've got time for a couple of fan questions. First of all, one of your, te- one of your new signings, Nicky Lowe. Ask the gaffer what he thinks of my Barnet. By the way, can you believe that one? I'm not kidding. I, I, I says uh, honestly, see when that happens, and you see, see when my team talks. Uh, <laughs> seriously, everybody gets it. Fucking tap the ball. See if you see if you've come in there with a up a fig. Oh, what chance you got? How can I play a pass up a fig? Test him yesterday. Hey, is it not supposed to be a match? 
Oh, Gaffer, hey, uh, there's a bit of glasses here. I took off my train shoes and threw them to here, fucking polished them up. I said, see if you can pay that after me. He's a, he's a funny boy, too. He's a lovely, lovely lad, a good player as well. But I think he's bad, it's no bad, to be honest. We'll get used to it. <laughs> Brilliant. Like Styles coming back. <laughs> Brilliant. Final question from John Bleasdale. What is your biggest regret from your time in the game? My biggest regret? Uh, well, my cancer was the, the thing that knocked me back. For I was in the game for a while. And that, I, I, that taught me a lesson never ever to take anything for granted. It was 10 years ago. Uh, a fortnight ago. It was 10 years ago two weeks last Friday that I got operated on and uh, uh, that put me out of the game for a wee while, knocked me back and it made me more determined to come back again and prove a point to, to myself than anybody else. Uh, if you want to get the technical side of the game, I don't think there's one thing in terms of the football that nobody's ever asked me anything. I'm 67 year old. I've been in the game 50 years. Nobody from the association has asked me or the likes of me anything with all these football changes. Mm-hmm. The windows, the windows were brought in. The windows were brought in to stop Champions League clubs buying players if they lost their first two games. The windows weren't brought in for Forfa and Barry Thistle and, and our both. They weren't brought in for that. Mm-hmm. The, the windows stopped my manager buying a player in my window. What's all that about? The Bosman ruling came in so that players can go and... We cannot deny a player the right to go and play for anybody all over the world. But what do they do? They bring in the windows and the managers can't do their job. They can't do their job until January the 1st. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of shite. But nobody's ever, ever asked me what I think. And that annoys me. That seriously annoys me. When you think of... The, the new linesman, eh, sorry, the new, aye, the, the new offside thing when they put their flags up, um, the six-second rule, um, all, all the different wee rules that have brought in. Even if they ask you, what do you think, Dick? And you may have a wee opinion, they might say, I will not ask you again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's the biggest, saddest thing for, for me. But uh, we're back, guys, and, and we're, we're getting on with it. And, um, I'll still be here in 10 years' time. I'm afraid you're going to have to fit up with me. You know? <laughs> Brilliant. I'm buzzing to you. I'll, I'll ask one last quick question. I always like to ask players and managers this. Is there any clubs that you knocked back that offered you the manager's job but you said no? Yes. <laughs> Can you name them? No. <laughs> four. There's four clubs. Um uh, it just wasn't right for me and it wasn't right for them and the timing wasn't right, you know. Um, there's certain clubs I would, I still would like to go back and complete the job that I got asked to do. But um, at the end of the day, I didn't sit here and don't wait. Don't use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yogi. Yogi, I wouldn't. No, no. I wouldn't go back up there. Yeah, whatever that, um, I, would, I would look at it and say, right, um, you're lucky to be in the game. It's a funny thing, football management. Everybody in it wants to get out it, and everybody out it wants to get in it. It's, uh, I'm very lucky, boys, that, that um, I don't need it. Uh, I can walk away tomorrow. But um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep striving and striving and striving to get better. And if you work with good people, listen, I'm, I'm for a family of uh, seven hell of beef, Jim Baxter territory. Um, and I've never ever been uh, rich in terms of money and all the rest of it. But what we lack in all that, we make up for in love in the community and all the rest of it. Football's football. Uh, my son's play, my grandson's play, and uh, it's the greatest game in the world. Brilliant. Shankers, yeah, anything else you want to add? No, that's everything. I'm just going to say, we done a thing a few weeks ago if we could have three people uh, run at your house for your dinner, and you were one of them, Dick, so... Well, that's very good. Nobody's spreading an invite, but... 
Thanks. I hope there's plenty of totties, son. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my totties. Um, it's great. It's great to keep up, boys. If there's anything, it's amazing the amount of people that that phone up just stuff. Particularly the managers, just for mm-hmm. a wee five minutes. Ah, dear. Ah, Walter and Dougie Houston and Archie Knox and Craig Boone and um, Frank Coulson. I still ask them the questions. If I'm digging a hand, I have know all the answers. Mm-hmm. And see if you're, if you're respected enough. It's the one that thinks he knows everything. There'll never be a manager. There's a lot of guys out there in the media who have never, ever been in the pit face annoy me. Reporters annoy me. There's near about the reporters and and the, the daily papers near about what their opinion is of the game. Mm-hmm. And that annoys me. They've never been in. They, they wouldn't even know. They couldn't you honestly. They wouldn't even know what to do. And then you've got ex players, ex CX players. I mean, see uh, the boys getting into Neil Lennon. He's two ex mates. I couldn't suffer that. Getting into him about ah, he should lose his job and all this thing. Like, you're supposed to be a pal. I couldn't, mm. I, it just doesn't sit with me at all. Just, you'll never darken my door. Fuck that. I'm not interested in balls like that, you know. Brilliant. But it's been an absolute pleasure to be on that. Really, thank you. Pleasure to be here, boys. I wasn't going to enjoy it, but <laughs> I've actually think some of you guys are no daft as I think you have. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much to Wilson and Shankers for joining me as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Get yourselves up to our growth. <laughs> Sorry. We'll be back. We'll be up to our broth next. First chance we get, won't we? Live show up there. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you guys. Thanks Great. very Thanks. much, everyone. Cheers. We'll see you. Cheers. 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 See ya.